0: You've always run away from a fight. Have not. You have so. Have not. You have so. Have not. You have so, and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners? Welcome to episode number 143 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve.
1: I'm something of a podcaster myself. This is Chris. (laughs) You are something of a podcaster yourself. Thank you for agreeing with my statement. Oh, that, that that that's a good
0: one. I actually wasn't sure what you were going to go with uh, for for your your goblin reference, but of of all the quotes you could have chosen, I think that's the one. It was it good, for the right? That oh, was perfect. That was perfect. Chris, it has it's been a while. It's been so long. It's been so long on the podcast. However, you and I have seen each other. Pretty frequently yeah. since the last time. Oh
1: talked. yeah, like we talk all the time. We just haven't recorded oh, yeah. a podcast in a long time. We just have,
0: no no no. It's been a while. Yeah, um, a lot a lot a lot's happened since then. Yeah, uh, things my, have happened my, for sure. Yeah my my wife and I uh, welcomed the birth of our son back in uh, November. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So Chris is the uncle uh, to our baby. His name is Eli, uh, and uh, he's a great little baby. He he sleeps well. And, uh, and yeah, it's so weird now, like thinking how you want to introduce your child to like things that you loved and, and grew up with in, in pop culture, whether it's movies, games, TV shows, you know, all those different things while also like making sure you're taking care of them and, <laughs> you know, meeting their needs because <laughs> those th- are the important things.
1: For sure. Are, are you, are you thinking about how you recently watched, uh, Lord of the Rings with your, uh, what like 2 month old baby yeah yeah so um
0: so a side note uh i'm currently uh coming out of uh self isolation for testing positive for covid just like everybody else is, it feels like in in the world um uh vaccinated twice and boosted and i somehow i still got it and it's so weird cuz like i saw you and everybody else on new year's day right new year's day and i on, and i tested and i tested positive on the 3rd but you yeah. didn't test positive.
1: Uh, so um, no one in my house tested positive. My, the kids had to get tests to go back to school and all that. And right. somehow, I don't know. It's it's pretty weird. And neither and neither did Allie. and neither did or
0: Ali didn't te- or Eli didn't test. But Allie tested negative twice. And like the night before, I tested positive. Ali and I were like sharing ice cream out of a bowl together.
1: Yeah, it's so and so weird. more than that. Like of like what like the fifteen people you were around on New Year's Day. No one has tested positive. Nobody. I know. So I don't know where I got it. The only other thing, did we see Spider-Man after that? No, we saw Spider-Man before Before that. We saw Spider-Man New Year's Eve. So that's, yeah, that's just weird. Yeah.
0: And we both wore masks when we saw Spider-Man. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I was eating
1: popcorn a lot of the time. (laughs)
0: so so going back to the lord of the rings so so i'm finally the cdc's new guidelines say five days of pure isolation then five days of you can kind of live your life but you have to wear a mask so i've been double masking around my house i'm around Allie, i'm around eli and i still i can't go back to school for like another like until thursday of this recording a couple days and um I was like, well, we should, like, watch the movies. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, let's watch Lord of the Rings. I've been wanting to watch that forever. The extended edition's never seen him before. So that's what we were doing. And we're getting ready to watch the Battle of Helm's Deep. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should be showing this to Eli. It's pretty violent. But, I mean, he's not going to remember it. But
1: who knows? Well, maybe you'll make a subtle, like, psychological imprint on him.
0: And... I mean, I hope it's, like, for the side of, like, the Rohirrim. I don't want it to be for the
1: uruk Maybe, Maybe I don't he'll, want it... Maybe he'll, he'll like, uh, identify with the dwarves. Oh, maybe, possibly. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. No, you're doing you're doing <laughs> so, the right thing. I think that's totally fine. So I'm doing doing the best
0: that I can be. So yeah, it's been a little it's been a little uh, crazy uh, week in our household, and then it's just been uh, change of times since November. Everything good on your end though, Chris? Some yeah, I, it's recorded.
1: It's. I feel like I've been sick forever, but I've tested po- po- negative for COVID like three times within that. So I don't know. That's don't... the problem with kids going to daycare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. But yeah, all good. Great Christmas, great New Year. So no complaints. And saw Spider Man: uh, No Way Home with with you. Uh, Yeah, it was it was a great time. That was one of the last times I saw you.
0: Yep. Uh, Well, except for like New Year's Eve, yeah, or New Year's Day. But um, so because because of me being in isolation, uh, Chris and I are recording virtually, which we have not done in a long
1: time. Probably like like more than a year.
0: It's been. I'd say it's yeah. It's been. It's been more than a year. Yeah, I
1: actually Absolutely. couldn't get the recording set up working the way we used to. So this, so it's slightly <laughs> different. So I hope it sounds okay. I think it'll it'll just fine. Yeah, I, I'll sound uh, okay. At least you might not, because you're getting uh, recorded over the internet. But
0: we'll but see. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Uh, So, Chris, before we get into today's episode, uh, we have, believe it or not, we did an episode a long time ago that coincided with the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World.
1: Oh, yeah, sure, I remember that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Other listeners would remember that as well, hopefully. And in honor of the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom opening, we had two rides from the Magic Kingdom, and we were arguing, basically, which is the better ride But also, who would win in a fight based off the characters from those rides? So, the first poll results I have is who would win best Magic Kingdom ride. And the two rides we had were Splash Mountain and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Of those two, Splash Mountain won best ride 69.2%, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train's
1: 30.8%. The most
0: people are going for uh, Splash Mountain there, Chris.
1: It's a classic. It's a great ride. It's hard to compete against that. It really is. Yeah, you really can't beat it. Now,
0: it's interesting going the other way of who to learn a fight. So the characters from those rides, Splash Mountain, you have uh, Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox going up against the Seven Dwarfs. And the Seven Dwarfs won 76.9% to 23.1%. So, I oh, guess when you have oh, seven okay.
1: dwarfs going up against a brer bear and a brer fox, listeners, uh, oh, bear would listeners be, bear tend would be to tough. Uh, Did anyone say in the reasoning why they think the dwarves could kill a bear?
0: Uh, I do have uh, some, uh, some feedback from some people. Um, so, let's see. So, I have um, uh, guys, I want to write a story for this one, but I can't. The violence, gore, and horrific battle is one that I just cannot subject you to why pick pickaxes and dynamite dwarves win but splash mountain is the better ride in my opinion although i am a thrill junkie so that was someone someone's going with the dynamite and the pick axes they think that's going to be a
1: uh i didn't think about good, the dynamite
0: uh, yeah the dynamite yeah they do have that uh, as an advantage
1: that would be pretty graphic thanks yes. for sparing now, us. someone
0: did now someone said the reasoning for the ri- the ride is I think Seven Dwarfs would ri- win best ride simply because it's more modern but I think Brer Bear and Brer Fox would win in a fight. So that's interesting. That's one of those people who are going the adverse uh, against the poll poll results. Yeah, exactly. Um now Chris, I don't know if you remember this, but we did set a really really bad precedent in our previous episode. Do you remember what that was no, when not it at comes all. to So uh people in the comments uh want to hear you say certain words
1: really? remember in our previous episode like someone said chris yeah, can you I say i do and i couldn't figure out why
0: i we, don't know like, either but chris, i don't think we i would like
1: two... talk weird or anything and i don't have, have like two... a cool like announcer voice i don't know either but chris we have two more requests really? for you to say someone has phrases. to tell me why cuz people do that on like um oh what's that guy's channel cinema right they make him like say stuff because he has he has like that cool like uh, no. Oh, you're
0: thinking uh, Honest Trailers.
1: I am thinking Honest Trailers. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Chris, I don't know if we want to give in uh, to the listeners' demands. I can send you what they want you to say over chat, and you can try to say it if you want to. Or we can we can put your foot down here and say that uh, we are not giving in to this type All of behavior. Right, here's uh, the
1: deal. Behavior. Send it over chat. If it's funny, I'll say it. All right. I'm going to send you two. There's two. Okay. From two different people did this? There's two from two different people. Yes. I wonder if the same person did it. And he's eventually going to make me just say a silly sentence. So I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: off. read what this person says, but I'm gonna blank out what the word is they want you to say, so you can you can kind of get what they're saying. So this is the first. I just sent you the first one. Oh dear! This okay. person wrote, "Can Chris say blank the word? It's a real word. That's
1: that's what it's they a wrote.
0: real word. That's what in they English, said in English." That's what they, I I don't know. They didn't say English. They just said it's a real word.
1: I mean, everything's a real word in like Iceland, right? That's where like (laughs) you can just (laughs) have all those umlauts and yeah. All right. I'm not seeing that as a real word, but if you say so, I mean, maybe it's in their native language. Um, Okay. I have one theory about why people ask me to say things. And it might be because I always try to pronounce the names in uh, our reviews. Even when they're nonsensical, I try to read them. Uh, Maybe that's why. Only guess. All right. I'll say this word for sure. No problem. Um, Yeah, this can be a thing. Maybe this will be my thing, saying made-up words. Um, (laughs) This word is. uh, Let me just do a quick once-over in my head. Yeah. Make sure it flows out. Right. I I, can't quite get the splits. I can't quite figure out the syllables, so I'm just going to wing it. Um, this okay. word, this person has written, agirabegrusibsadnurgv. <laughs> that sounds really good, actually.
0: <laughs> I I took it's, this
1: pretty seriously. I'm not joking around.
0: I think that is that is that is pretty good. Have we ever thought of copying? Since they say this is a real word, has anyone thought of?
1: Uh, I haven't even thought of pasting this and seeing what comes up. I did. I didn't uh, find anything. That's when I said it's not a real uh, word. Yeah, I couldn't find anything either. I found like maybe like a small part of it in the middle, the Groose part. I did find that, but that's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't find I the whole thing. The end of it kind of looks
0: like nerf in a way,
1: In a in a it's way done. where you put a G and an R in between <laughs> nerf. Yeah. Nerf, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we have, we have one more, Chris, that people have spoken or this one listener has sent more than one
1: or. Yeah. I wonder the if thing. the same person did it again.
0: So I'll do the same thing. I'll send it to you and then I will read what this person wrote and I'll put a blank as for where the word is. Okay. So this person wrote, I voted best ride Splash Mountain, but in a fight, the first would win. the way, can Chris try to say blank? It's a thing.
1: This person also claims it's a thing. This is something. This, <laughs> no, is, this person just... claims it's a thing. The previous person said it's a real word. Oh, uh, I'm going to be like, it's probably, I'm probably going to like say something racist and get canceled. Let me just search it real quick just to make sure.
0: The only reason I'm thinking that this might not be the same person is because in the first one, this person spelt your name Chris. Second one, they spelt your name
1: Christ with a lowercase C. Both are correct. Um, (laughs) Okay. I wonder this may be a thing. Well, the only thing I'm finding are things related to Dora the Explorer. Um. Yeah, me too. I'm seeing that too. So I will. I think it's because I think it thinks you're saying rah. Well, that's pretty much what it is, right? Okay. Okay. There's
0: no. There's no.
1: All right. Here's here's my attempt. Um. Rah 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 rah. Dang it! I think I messed up. Give me one more chance. All right, go for it. I'm just trying to count. I'm losing my place. It's so uh so long. Rah 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 rah. No, too many raws. You know what I'm thinking of? <laughs> I'm thinking of the ending of a christmas story. With their with them singing ra 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 ra. Yeah, when when they they go to the chinese restaurant. Yeah, so that that's going to be something culturally insensitive <laughs> that gets me canceled.
0: I guess that's a thing.
1: But um I don't think
0: a I don't think a movie from 1973 can get you canceled.
1: Ra 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 ra. No, I don't think it's that, Steve. 1983, <laughs> my bad. I don't think any of my attempts were the correct number of syllables, but I'm just going to leave it at that, that so we can get, get moving.
0: I I totally agree. Chris, the listener, I'm sure, or listeners will appreciate you uh, doing that for them.
1: I right, sure so hope go.
0: so. Let's do it. Let's get into today's episode. So remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send us an email at wincast at gmail.com. And consider checking out our website, com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, and it helps us spread the word about our show. And we will give you a shout-out read on our show. Chris, what are we talking about
1: today? Well, inspired by our recent Spider-Man viewing, it's Green Goblin versus Doc Ock. Yeah. Classic Two, Spider-Man uh, villains.
0: I would say the two main antagonists of No Way Home.
1: Um, y- do you agree? No, I don't know if I'd call Doc Ock a main antagonist. Okay. That's fair. I think right, we could say... I don't know. Do are we want to try to say spoiler light on No Way Home, or do we just want to go all in? You should probably just say we're, we're going to be talking about it. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think... I feel like everybody knew what was going to happen with this movie even before the movie came out, so...
1: There were a lot of theories, and I, guess, I think most were close because of leaks and stuff. I I can't think of any theory that was
0: not right. Um, I, I remember theories about Andrew Garfield, Tom uh, Toby yes, McGuire, yes. Char, uh, Charlie Cox. I remember hearing rumors about that or theories about that. And the, when the first trailers came out and they showed, like, the characters, like, being detained, I remember people saying,
1: oh, he's going to be the lawyer. <laughs> and he was. he was. Yeah, so I, I was just going to say, I think Doc Ock kind of flips too early to be a main antagonist. But as far as, like, Spider-Man in general, he's, like, a classic, uh, you know, nemesis. Spider-Man does have a great rogues gallery. He's basically, like, i mean,
0: of the marvel universe with his villains his yeah. villains
1: are phenomenal a lot of good villains
0: yeah absolutely and these these are probably i mean the two best in the movie these two these two characters uh I, and probably his two best villains that he's faced in all the spider-man movies i would say
1: yeah so these also these two villains are villains from uh toby Maguire's spider-man uh franchise as well green goblin was in andrew garfield's right uh, correct. But like in what yes. I didn't, so I didn't see those. In what way is he in those? Cause he's not the main villain, right?
0: Uh, c- correct. From what I remember. So in the amazing Spider-Man two, Norman Osborn is in the movie. However, he's older and he has some like generate, uh, degenerate disease where his body is breaking down and passed on to his son, Harry, who's friends with, um, Andrew, Garfield's Peter Parker in that movie. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, Harry takes some kind of medication or treatment to try to stop from like inheriting that disease or that disease kind of like activating in his body. And it makes him go crazy and kind of get deformed. And then he basically becomes the green goblin in that movie. Okay. Gotcha. It's a little, it's a little uh, wonky Uh, that's probably why they, they ended the, you know, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man at that, at that one.
1: Okay. Well, were they like setting him up to be like a future villain?
0: Oh, they were setting up so much in that movie. They were setting up an amazing Spider-Man. They, not only did they set it up, they greenlit an amazing Spider-Man three and they greenlit a fan, uh, uh, Sinister Six movie, both of which got canceled in order to make room for Tom Holland's reboot in the MCU. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they were they were like full on. There's there's a scene and I forget if it's a post-credit scene or if it's just in the movie. There's a scene in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 where they are full on setting up the sinister 6. You see Doctor Octopus's tentacles, you see Vulture wings um like they are really trying to start a uh, a shared universe with that film. And then it just did not do well critically, and I mean, it, it still made over $700 million, but in terms of like a Spider-Man
1: movie, I don't think they saw it as a rousing success. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I loved Andrew Garfield in No Way Home. Oh, I, he was probably the best part of that movie. I would happily watch him as Spider-Man again.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I think, I mean, there's a huge clamoring mm-hmm. online right now to to try to make a third one happen. So it would it would definitely be interesting if they did. Would audience be confused? Uh, I don't like the average moviegoer, I would say. Would they be confused if they heard there's another Spider Man and it's not Tom Holland? I don't know.
1: It seems like that's going to happen soon enough anyway. I don't know. It's it's going to be it's it's an interesting yeah.
0: situation. It does seem confusing <laughs> already with Sony's Spider Man universe and how they have characters like Venom bouncing back and forth between different universes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it
0: we'll see, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so these two villains we're choosing, we're going to say that we are using anything from the Raimi-verse, the, the Tobey Maguire films, since they were in those, and also No Way Home, since they're both the same characters from the Raimi-verse being taken into No Way Home. And these
1: two characters are uh, just going at it, and we will see who would win. Sounds great. Yeah, so for my character, like... That restriction of the Raimi-verse, like, he's very classic to the character in, in the Raimi version. I don't know if there's really any... Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's really any, like, any ch- big changes. Because I've been doing research on, you know, Green Goblin throughout the comics and, like, seems pretty much the same. Other than he looked a little, like, the costume is different. He had some yeah. more, like, weirder type of um, weapons, like... um so do you mind if I do my uh, Green Goblin intro? No, oh, go, yeah, um, go for it. So he first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man number fourteen, um, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Yeah. And I'm just double checking the year. That was in 1964. So pretty classic, pretty classic uh guy. Um and I say he had some weirder stuff because he had a um a turbofan powered flying broomstick to fly on. But he he gets <laughs> like, he usually has like some type of saucer or a glider. That he kind right. of uh stands on uh so so he's called the green goblin because he basically looks like a green goblin um interesting little backstory according to steve ditko uh stanley originally had him as being discovered by a movie crew in an egyptian sarcophagus and then coming to life and then um they changed the character to be a human villain um but uh apparently i didn't know this uh Famously, St- Stanley has kind of a bad memory and uh, is uh, didn't, not sure if that's if that's true or not. Um, they also, I mean,
0: I guess take, taking, taking some serum definitely might uh screw <laughs> him up a little bit.
1: Um, they, they also didn't always have him being someone that Peter Parker knew. There was a, I think it was Steve, uh, Steve Ditko wanted it to just be some new guy, not someone he already knew, but Stanley thought it was uh. More, I guess, impactful if it's someone he knew, and that's what ended up happening. It ended up being his his best friend's father.
0: There you go. That wor- that works out well. Created so uh, some good tension
1: in the um, in the in, in the verse, and as well as um, a lot of classic Green Goblin uh, storylines. He gets his superpowers from taking some type of serum or gas or some performance enhancing thing. So sometimes it is to like cure some like disease think that's the story they went with in the um the spider-man video game that's current the the most recent one but um and in the amazing spider-man too right yeah yeah that's that's what made me think of that but i don't think that happened in uh toby Maguire spider-man he just he just took some gas and got super powerful so so that gives him super strength durability speed agility stamina reflexes and and a healing factor so pretty good complement of physical abilities and he was already a smart guy um described as genius level intellect by uh other characters uh, considered a master scientist and engineer and a good businessman he, he was ceo of oscorp uh like i assume like giant corporation <coughs> excuse me in the comics um and uh good fighting abilities too which i don't exactly know where he got them from but he fights yeah,
0: with a bunch of weapons. It definitely seems like he either had some kind of training, or if in the Raimi verse just the performance enhancing drugs just beefed up his uh his his hand to hand combat.
1: Yeah. So he so he has a like retractable like blade on his armor that yeah. he that he can stab and swipe with. Um but he's also pretty well known for using uh some some type of gadget. So he has pumpkin bombs and razor bats. And uh yep. basically exactly what they are, what they sound like bombs and blade like throwing blades. Mm-hmm. kind of kind of like batman and uh he uses them quite effectively to uh kill a lot of people he has special armor also developed by oscorp and uh his glider which he flies on and uh that that pretty much rounds out um the toby Maguire green goblin
0: now the one one thing you just said that kind of jogged my memory i haven't seen the raimi films in a long time but um, his pumpkin bombs – I remember he has like a couple different types because he has one that's just like a bomb that you see in the Raimi movies and then also in No Way Home. Then he also has one I remember – do you remember this? When he like – it like turns people to skeletons? I don't remember anything that turned people to – oh, wait. like God. It blows them up and like disintegrates them? A pumpkin bomb and it goes off and they just turn into skeletons and like decompose. Oh uh, Yeah,
1: that does sound kind of familiar. Yeah. Um, he also had a like um... – a sleeping gas that he could spray out of his suit that he used. Oh, in, uh, that's
0: right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. He, I remember he's like shooting that at Tobey Maguire yeah. and he's like, sleep. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, wow. So um, he's, he, he's got, he's got the gadgets. Yeah. He, yeah. He's pretty much a like a, a total package as far as like physical strength, durability and intelligence and gadgets. He's not like the strongest like villain ever. But he's strong enough. Right. Like, he goes toe-to-toe with Spider-Man pretty easily, throwing him through walls, stuff like that. Rightly so. There's there's never a point where I think, like, this guy can't take
0: on Spider-Man.
1: No, it's definitely a a, a fair match.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, So do you want to talk about uh, Doc Ock now?
0: Sure. So a little bit about Doc Ock. Uh, Chris, he actually precedes Green Goblin by a year. I would not have guessed it- that. Me neither. No, I would not have guessed that uh, either. He uh, was introduced in The Amazing Spider-Man number 3 in July 1963, also created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. A little interesting thing about his creation, uh, Stan Lee said when he's usually—I'm I'm paraphrasing here. He said when he's usually creating a villain, the first thing he thinks of is the name. And then once he has a name, he tries to figure out, all right, what is the character going to be and what's he going to do? For some reason he had the idea of an octopus and he goes, all right, I want to call somebody octopus. And he goes, all right, well, if he's going to be an octopus, they have to have a couple of extra arms, got to figure out how to do that. And they basically came with this idea uh, where you have a nuclear uh, physicist and he creates these highly advanced mechanical arms uh, that are brain computer interface. So that way it assists him in his research into uh, atomic physics and they are resistant to radiation. They can handle uh, you know great strength and they have very precise movement that can you know move around his body. and uh, that basically led to uh, you know the, uh, the creation the creation of Dr. Octopus. Now um, interesting thing is in the comics, the character, Otter, uh, Dr. Otto Octavius, what is uh, his real name? Uh, he said that his inspiration for his octopus machine, if you want to call it, his tentacle arms, came from Leonardo da Vinci's the Vitruvian Man, and which is the very famous. I'm sure you've seen it, Chris. The very famous drawing that Leonardo da Vinci did of the man, and it yes. looks like he's got you know four legs and four arms. Yeah. Um, so that's what he said was his you know um, inspiration uh, for that. Uh, A couple uh, interesting things. Uh, Dr. Octopus, he was the founder and the core leader of the Sinister Six. So it would have been interesting if anything ever happened with that in the Andrew Garfield uh, movies. Maybe if a third one happens, who knows? Um, This is interesting. I did not know this. He is uh, infamous for almost marrying Aunt May, which I did not know that. In the comics, he almost married Aunt May. I don't know what happened, though, that made them uh, call it off maybe she found out he was a supervillain uh possibly yeah it's kind of hard when maybe th- things are getting a little frisky and you know she sees four tentacle arms come out of that's nowhere that's true did, did he wear them like the whole time they were dating probably i, would, I, I don't would, think he takes them see off see that well that's the interesting thing so i'm I, i'm i'm having a hard time finding out about whether or not he can take them off uh in the if if he did in the comics or if they were more like what they are in the Raimi Spider Man two, which is what I'll go into now. Uh pretty pretty similar uh origin in Spider Man two. Uh he's played by Alfred Molina. And uh same thing. He's a nuclear physicist and he creates these four uh tentacle arms basically to uh you know help him uh do his fusion reactor uh whatever you want to call uh power, experiments. Power of the sun in his hands, yeah, yeah, yeah. Power of the sun, the palm of his hand, exactly. And uh these these four arms, they're like basically like attached to his spine. Uh and he has a uh an inhibitor chip which goes basically right below his uh his brainstem, and that's supposed to allow him to control the arms. That way they don't control him. During the uh accident, it gets shocked, blown up, and now the tentacles are able to control him, and it basically makes him go crazy. And now he becomes, you know, Doctor Octopus, if you want to say, and he's committing crime because he wants to, you know, complete his machine. And he also gets transported into No Way Home, uh, where he's basically the same character. Um, still has the four tentacle arms. Uh, still controlling, uh, they're controlling him because the inhibitor chip is is destroyed and that's that's basically uh, Dr. Otto Octavius. He's he's a really cool villain. Uh, definitely looks really cool on screen, I think.
1: I agree. Looks cool. Looks cool. Um oh, I was going to ask you something about his arms and now I forget after hearing, hearing your your great synopsis. If it, if it pops back into my head, I'm going to ask you. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. So, so let's have these let's have these two go at it. So we got Dr. Octopus and we got Green Goblin.
0: Now, I mean, you have a great aerial advantage. I'll give you. So that. So
1: that's that's pretty much when you pitch me these two ideas. I'm like, Green Goblin takes this easy because, what's your answer to range? Like, I can fly and throw bombs at you. How can you, how can you counter that?
0: So uh, let me let me start with uh, range first. So, they will look up online that uh, according to Spider-Man films fandom. That Dr. Octopus's uh arms have a telescoping range of twenty-four feet long. Now, that's obviously, you know, not gonna help me if you're very far away on your glider. I will say though, that just watching No Way Home, watching Spider Man 2, I definitely feel like they go more than 24
1: feet. Uh, I'm it's hard for me to picture. I'm not sure. That seems reasonable. I remember I remember watching. No way home just recently last week, and you're, you I watched know, clips for. From... You're you're right because a lot of times they show the tentacles just like coming out. You can't even see Doc Ock. Right, they seem 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 far. I mean, I'm not trying to say that
0: they're a mile, but I think they're <laughs> they're longer than 24 feet. But I will say though that there is a scene in No Way Home where Doc Ock grabs the glider midair. I don't know if you remember that
1: at the end, right? Yes yeah I do remember that oh, uh, it was does pretty cool
0: have, there is pre- oh it was awesome so there is precedent of him uh you know being able to- uh grab the glider because it's the thing if you're if you're not throwing bombs and you're just trying to get in close for a personal attack you're gonna have to get in you know within my range oh sure yeah and, and Green goblin loves to kill people you know, with his glider that's like his favorite oh, absolutely that's his favorite thing to do exactly. It also has machine guns on it, which I forgot about.
1: I forgot about that too. So uh, yeah, what um, do you, I mean, like, so your your um, Doc Ock doesn't have like superhuman durability. Like, all his power comes from his his tentacles, his arms, right? Like, in other than yeah, that, he's just a regular guy. Fair. So like, yeah, you, you and, can't and, withstand and you like an explosion. Make the argument
0: for being super smart.
1: Oh, I agree on agree on agree on super smart. But Mamar's saying like you couldn't withstand an explosion the same way like Spider Man and Green Goblin can. So, so I
0: will argue this. I will argue this though is during both Spider uh, in, in Spider-Man Two, uh, he creates two separate fusion reactors, which he claims as being like a miniature sun, and he stands right in front of it, and he's taking the heat. His skin's not coming off, not burning off. He's not getting any wounds, no burns from that, and and he's he's right there in front of a mini nuclear. I don't even know the scientific word
1: reaction. It was like a and, nuclear fusion reaction, right? That's why he calls it a sun. But I don't right, know if it so, was giving so, off heat, was it? Was there anything to indicate that it was? Those are like melting through things? I don't remember that scene well enough.
0: Yeah, I, I I watched it today, and I don't think it was burning anything. I do remember it had like, a, like laser rays coming off of it, and it acted like a magnet. It was bringing... Uh, metal objects toward it. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I guess when he said I have the power of the sun in the palm of my hand, I took that literally as it was like a miniature sun. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um so, so that's kind of kind of how I was taking that with with if if a bomb goes off in front of him, I think, you know, he could he could get hurt from it, but he definitely has uh, you know, precedent where he's had something like that in front of him before or he could Use the uh, the arms to to block it or uh, open up in a way that can kind of try to absorb some I, yeah. of the, the, the <laughs> I heat.
1: figured you were gonna say you would just catch the bombs with your arms, and I was so my plan was I'm just gonna throw five at a time. can't catch all five <laughs> <laughs> well, he does have six hands if you want to count well uh, his his two first two, hands. yeah, but they won't do well if it explodes though that's
0: that is true that is true.
1: Yeah, I guess you could I didn't think you could say you could like bat them away though. You could probably hit two at a time. But I don't know. I think the I think a bomb will get you eventually. I don't I think I just think Green Goblin has too many gadgets that like like what if he like just like sprays some gas? Like are you just gonna run away?
0: Well that's an interesting thing. I'm curious like how close does the gas have to be? Because the only yeah. uh evidence we have of the gas is Green Goblin doing it directly into Spider Man's face. Right, right.
1: Okay, so, so um <laughs> Uh, So I'm also privy to some Green Goblin background that you probably aren't because I watch the Amazing Spider-Man, like animated kids show with my daughter. She loves it. Uh, (laughs) And that has a version of Green Goblin called Gobby. Oh. And he, Gobby's funny, man. So Gobby, he does have like, he does use gas. He sets up all these pumpkin bombs in a park and um, they spray gas. And what do they do? Do they just make people like forget what they were doing? I forget what they do, they do some something...
0: good show, I hope it's something like that, yeah yeah, it was
1: like they would just like make people forget or like something like that, and then he would like rob them or something so, so he does have he he might have some like so he could he could blanket a whole park is what I'm saying with this with a gas, <laughs> you said it was in it was like they were they were uh, they were, laid around already. yeah he he spread them around and they were so it was coming out of like a little bomb device, gotcha
0: i mean if 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 Green goblin had a A prior knowledge of where this fight was going to take place with Doctor Octopus, I guess he could lay a bunch of pumpkin bombs around all over the place. But I think Doctor Octopus would hopefully be smart enough that if he saw a bunch of pumpkin bombs (laughs) all
1: over the place, he'd be a little concerned. Yes, that's funny you say that because in the, I think in this episode, like they're not sure who's doing it. Like as as soon as you see a pumpkin bomb, you're like Green Goblin. In the in this (laughs) in this cartoon, they didn't figure it out right away. They're like, who's doing this?
0: Was it around Halloween time?
1: No. It was not oh, okay. Least, I, that yeah. could definitely
0: be a red flag. Yeah. If it, if, um, going off of uh, saying uh, you watched Spider Man with Lucy, I remember. So, so one thing for the listeners: whenever I see Lucy and Chris's other son, Owen or other son, other child, Owen, I'll, I'll give them fist bumps. That's kind of like my thing with them. So I've, I've been kind of getting bored of just doing like normal fist bumps. So I th- I've been thinking of, you know, there's always other things you can do with fist bumps. Um, yeah, I think probably one of the most famous ones, if people know this possibly, is when you give someone a fist bump, one person says squid, and they they open up their hand and cover cover the fist, you know? So one day I went up to Lucy, and in my mind, I, I was thinking, I want to change it up. I want to do squid, but I'm like, maybe she doesn't know what a squid is. So. So she went for the fist bump. I opened up my hand. I covered her her fist, and I said, "Octopus," because I'm like, she probably knows what an octopus is. And immediately she goes, "Like the guy from Spider Man."
1: <laughs> that, that's funny. And I was
0: like, I was like, Chris, you must be so proud.
1: She probably so. You're, it's, if you're three, she probably didn't say guy because in that version, Doc Ock is a girl.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And there is an episode where Doc Ock kidnaps an octopus from a from an aquarium and gives it a growth serum to make it giant so it can take over the city with her. So Lucy's oh definitely gosh. knows octopuses.
0: Oh yeah, she's she's very familiar. And sh- and she gets a kick out of it like whenever I like
1: do oh, it, she, it now she, she does it all the time. She loves it. She's funny. Yeah. You also um she had... taught them the really fun thing of uh shooting webs like Spider-Man. That was a thing for a while.
0: That was <laughs> that was a couple years ago though. That was when she was like really young.
1: Yeah, and she was webbing everyone. She'd like go around and just go <laughs> It's funny now she does that, but now she does Elsa freezing people. That's kind of taken uh, over, and no one does that. Too. And it's they funny too because when people. she
0: would when she would web people, she wouldn't do like the traditional Spider Man hand pose. You know where like you're putting down your middle and ring finger. She uh-huh. would just kind of put her hand out there, which is exactly what she does now with her Elsa
1: frozen power. Yeah, you really can't tell the difference. You got to use context clues or
0: guess. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, if she, if she does her, she says, and you start moving, and she goes, "No, you're frozen." You know what power she uses? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> funny. So, I mean, it's, so I, I will, I will bring out this. I'm not saying I'll let the listeners think whether or not this should count. Uh, I'm not going to say that it's, it's, it's canon in, in this universe, but in the, uh, you ever played this, the, 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 the PlayStation two Spider-Man two game. Uh, I don't think so. It was like one of the best games and it was the best Spider-Man game, probably until the new one came out. I heard, I haven't played it, but I heard the new one's phenomenal.
1: Oh uh, the new Spider-Man game? Game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is excellent. I haven't actually played the newest one with Miles Morales, but um like the the new the new series is really good, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So in the um in the Spider-Man 2 game from PlayStation 2, uh Doctor Octopus has an energy shield uh where he's able to use uh the power from his fusion experiment and it makes him uh, invulnerable to attacks. So that's 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 just in the game. But, I mean, if the game is canon, I'm not sure. (laughs) I'll let the listeners uh, decide that for themselves. But I will throw out there that Dr. Otto Octavius, in some incarnation of the Spider-Man 2 universe, as an energy shield from his fusion.
1: It makes sense because, honestly, if he doesn't have that, like, police officers should just be able to shoot him with their guns. Like, his arms can't cover his
0: whole body. I guess they maybe they can Yeah, they they do shoot him in in Spider-Man too. The cops shoot him, but he just crawls away really quickly, and I do believe his arms kind of swat at the bullets.
1: I guess to, with to four of away. them, he might be big enough to like cover his whole body with them. It, it, it's a little tricky cuz then he has to like walk away also. Right. All right. Now, I still think it'd be a, I think I think you're still going to have trouble against bombs.
0: Well, I'm I'm going to go on the offensive a little bit here. Uh so so Doctor Octopus one thing that's kind of I guess you could say an advantage and a disadvantage to him is that he's not fully in control of the tentacle arms. They kind of have a mind of their own, which can be a kind of good thing when True, they're yes. when they're fighting you because mm-hmm. if you're doing something that he himself is not paying attention to, they can act on that.
1: Mhm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um so so um besides that with their, you know, uh artificial intelligence they also have, you know, super strength, you could say, where he can throw cars and tear things apart. So he can throw things at you. If he were able to get your glider, he could tear it apart, which would lead you, um, you know, uh, without a vehicle to, to get around. One of them does have a like a like a knife, basically like a like a spear in his uh, in his octopus arms and where he basically stabs peter parker in the new one um but he has his uh nanobot technology which renders them useless but so he does he does have that if he's able to get into into close contact with you because like hand to hand he's thrown punches but i don't think he would he would really cause much damage to norman osborne or to the point where norman osborne would even feel anything because he's just so enhanced with whatever drugs he took from oscorp
1: yeah, so that's interesting. So I, I was confused when you said it was in No Way Home because I was thinking of the scene where Green Goblin stabbed someone. But you're talking about on the bridge, right, where he tried to stab Correct. him and the nanobots kind of blocked it. Okay. Yeah. Um, But on the other hand, like, the Green Goblin armor is not, like, um impenetrable. Like, he breaks it with a rock in the beginning of, uh, of uh, No Way Home. Oh, yeah, That is true. So it's not like, you know, he breaks it with a rock. So, like... <laughs> Other things probably can go through it. Yeah, so if you if you take a hit, that that could be that could be pretty tough. Yeah. So I I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, you're gonna have to hit him in a good spot because I I mean, I have the healing, I have the durability. So like, you can't just like graze his arm. You gotta you gotta get him somewhere good.
0: Now let's say we we are going mono mono. we where something happens to your glider, runs out of gas, <laughs> I knock you down. Just just something, and and we're going. It's the fist going at each other I do think the goblin like we've already said has great you know hand-to- hand combat but you know what,
1: what's he gonna be able to do against four giant tentacle arms uh he's in trouble for sure I, yeah I don't want to get close I don't want to get that close because I, I don't think I can fight four so let me I, I I found another thing I was just trying to read about things he keeps in his uh quote unquote bag of tricks um okay. That w- that would be helpful, but I need to use them before I get too close to you. So, um, so he has the 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 pumpkin bombs and the boomer razor bats, like I mentioned. So he has something else called ghost bombs, which maybe is what you were talking about that make people look like skeletons. I don't remember yes. that scene well enough. I I don't know if it was just like a powerful bomb that was like disintegrating people's bodies, but anyway, it was it was it was super quick, super okay. quick. Yeah, because they are making a distinction between pumpkin bombs and ghost bombs. So I don't know the difference. It doesn't it doesn't elaborate. But he also has smoke and gas emitting bombs. Some release hallucinogenic gases. Uh he has one that emits a specially created mixture to neutralize Spider-Man's spider sense. I don't know. Which is actually interesting because it seemed like the Green Goblin in No Way Home would have loved to have that because um when when um Spider-Man figures out he's remember he's at, they're at his apartment and he's getting like the spider sense and he's trying to figure out which villain is going bad. And the Green Goblin's like Yes. He's like, nice trick. <laughs> Whatever he says. <laughs> So obviously, that green goblin didn't have this way to neutralize it. Um, he also has one that emits a flame-retarding gas, with which he used against uh, the Human Torch. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, apparently, so he fought Human Torch. Uh, obviously, not in, um, you know, any recent or uh, any recent movie. Oh, well, who knows what's what's coming down the pipe? <laughs> Well, there is supposed to be an Avengers, or I mean, sorry, a Fantastic Four someday, right? There- uh, it is,
0: yeah. The guy, the guy who made um the the Spider Man trilogy, he's he's going to be doing it, John Watts.
1: Okay, good luck.
0: Yeah. Um, I just sent you a GIF in the Discord uh, where you can see the Ghost Bomb going off. Oh, thank. You. It might jog your memory a little bit. So
1: yeah, the I remember that bomb. Oh wow, yeah, that just disintegrates them. So well, yeah, we, yeah, is that just a ghost bomb or is that just what the, his bombs do to people when they explode that close? Do, so is there anything I think that's a ghost bomb because it doesn't look like there's like a huge fiery explosion. You're right. It's like a green flash, almost like radiation. a green flash.
0: And then they just instantly turn into skeletons yeah. and then just disintegrate. You're right. And I mean, there's, there's
1: no fire. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and, we're going to say like, that's a ghost bomb.
0: Watching this as an adult, like he just murdered the entire board of his company. Yeah, yes, he that did. That's who all those people were, because that's when he goes, like, uh, go back to formula or something like that. I forget what he says. Or out, am I? I think that's what he says. Yeah, he's a pretty crazy guy. Now, I will say this. I do have one last Hail Mary, because listeners of the show will know. We try to find sometimes some crazy things to try to have when we're going up against different uh, characters here. Uh, one thing, and this kind of made me think of it from No Way Home, is if I'm able to have Green Goblin have an existential crisis,
1: I might be able to get him to stop fighting me. Um, that That is true, right? I mean, that's, that's what happens in No Way Home, at least at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is the thing. I don't know what I'll have to say
0: in order to get the Green Goblin to stop being Green Goblin and be
1: Norman Osborn. It, I mean, it's tough because they weren't quite able to do it in uh, No Way Home either. He was the one who kind of flipped first.
0: That's why I've always been so curious. You and I talked about this in the car ride home. You know, was he Green Goblin the whole movie, and he was just pretending, or was he actually Norman Osborn? and then the Green Goblin just took over again.
1: So, okay, I actually, this is, I think, what I was going to, remember when I told you I forgot something earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is what I was going to ask you. So, like, for actually both our characters, Green Goblin and uh, Doc Ock, they kind of make this um, part of the story in at least No Way Home where they're they're, like, so they have something wrong with them that can be cured. So, like, Green Goblin has, like, this Green Goblin personality that can, like, take over, but you can cure it and, like, Doc Ock has, like, the arms that are taking over, but it can be fixed. Like, was that a thing in the previous Spider-Man that, like, like this, um, like, the split personality thing for Green Goblin? Oh, yes. Okay. That was that was huge. Okay. So, he did go back and forth in the original. Okay. So, to answer your question, though, I think you have to retake it as, like, um, Norman Osborn got, like, control back. Because I think I told you this example before. Like, they show the alley scene where no one's around and he's arguing with himself, and then he breaks the mask. And I, I think that yeah, was pretty that clear kind of, that, like, yeah. Norman Osborne does have control. And I think he legitimately went to Feast for help and then just couldn't hold off the, the Green Goblin later. I'm curious when
0: the mo- next time I rewatch it, which I've seen it twice now, but I'm curious the next time.
1: I think that is a good it, question. When is the moment? Like, if, is it? You can see the Green Goblin's back. Is it? Is it like, is it in the apartment where they're trying to fix everybody? Or is it like even way before that? That's that's what I'm curious. Because I, guess, he... I mean, if I had to say, I, I'd say it's when Peter's spider sense starts going off, but. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I think, I think you're right. Because
0: he helped make the uh, antidote so, for the Green Goblin. That's that's when I went to the bathroom, I think, right? Uh, You might have been out of that <laughs> point, yeah. Wait, he made his own antidote? Yeah, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, he made
1: he made the, the 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 antidote for the Green Goblin. Okay, did he also help with Doc Ock? Yes. Okay, so he yeah he so yeah <laughs> I think that's that's the way to read it then. A part of the movie is basically Green Goblin
0: or Harry, uh, Harry Osborn, not Harry Norman Osborn. Excuse me. I'm sorry. A part sorry of if the movie is basically Norman Osborn and Peter Parker working together while all the other ones are just basically
1: being freeloaders and watching TV. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what – that's happening at that point. <laughs> and they get – so that is when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> and they, they had that like magic box from uh, Stark Industries, right? They could make anything? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay.
0: <coughs> yeah, when you when you whispered to me, and you're like, I really need to go to the bathroom. Like, is this a good time? I was like, well, you don't want to – I didn't say this to you, but I'm thinking in my mind. I'm like, well, you can't miss Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire. So I'm like, you need to go as soon as possible and get back <laughs> as soon as possible just so you don't miss anything like that. Yeah, it worked out fine. Yeah, no, no, I did. But uh, yeah, so uh, like, like I said, I don't know what I would pitch to you to to uh, try to uh, get you to think about why you should, you know, be uh, be uh, Norman Osborne and not the Green Goblin anymore. So I don't our, know. If our throwing, characters like, definitely your son's know each other, right? You.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like, you would know I have a son, right?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. They, in in they the like, movie, greet each other knew by name. Everything
1: about him. Yeah.
0: Actually, in, in Spider-Man 2, he worked, Dr. Octopus, he worked alongside with uh, Harry Osborn, because Harry Osborn was the one who provided Dr. Octopus with the tritium to power his uh, son right. yes. reactor. That's right. So, I don't know, he could pull that card. Because, like, doc- this thing about Dr. Octopus, like, before he became Dr. Octopus, like, he was a super cool guy. He was super chill. Caring, yeah, like he was a really, really just nice, down to earth guy, and he was able to have a really strong connection, Peter, make him feel welcome. and I'm not saying just because he was able to do that with Peter, he would be able to convince the goblin to go back to uh, you know, uh, Norman Osborne, but I mean, it's worth it's definitely worth a shot. I mean, if, if 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 I was losing badly as Dr. Octopus, that would be my Hail Mary,
1: you'd be like, I would just be like. I Norman yeah, help me. I got to turn this guy. Yeah, so uh to your point in the Spider-Man video games, he's making they're making the um robotic arms to like help um like injured injured people who like lost like control like paraplegic or whatever lost limbs. Like some stuff like that. As yeah, like a medical device. Yeah. So like yeah, they they were they were like good guys. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. He just wants to help people. He just wants to be a good good person. So uh, you, you can try. I don't know. Is the Green Goblin's
1: pretty crazy, though. He's
0: oh yeah. If, if that if that was able to happen, oh my gosh, Vegas the Vegas bets would be
1: crazy <laughs> if that happened. Yeah. So yeah. I so I guess in summary, I think my range is enough of an advantage that I just uh, blow you up from far away. But up close, yeah, I, I think I get shredded apart.
0: And yeah, up up close, I think I have the advantage. Definitely, you have the advantage from far away. But I do think I have some. Ability with the arms that they would provide protection to some extent. I'm not saying I'd be able to survive, you know, tons of bombs if you're throwing them at me.
1: Yeah, that's the question, right? Like, does Green Goblin's also like not just like crazy? Like he he might fight crazy too. Like he might be like, haha, I'll throw a bomb and then I'll like fly up into you. You know, he he might do like a non like kind of a stupid thing.
0: He he might not be consistent. He might not be like, I'm just going to throw a bomb, and if you don't die, I'm going to come in and just kill you. I'm just going to tool with you uh, if you want to take it like that, just because he's crazy. Yeah, he, he might. Yeah, possibly. And it might get him killed. Well, maybe uh, with this whole multiverse, who knows? Maybe we'll see them both back again someday.
1: Oh, yeah, we we could. Although, I mean, yeah, with the multiverse, you can do anything. Yeah. Although super spoilers for End of No Way Home, they they are, they are quote unquote cured. That is true. So that's the interesting thing about the End of No Way Home because that completely screws up all the other movies. I agree. I agree. Well, you you could say you could say that these these characters in No Way Home, like those versions, came from a different multiverse than the actual movie, the one the movie was in. If you want. You know what I mean?
0: They'd have to be like exactly the same yes, though. It'd have to be a, another though.
1: another universe where everything was exactly the same except for the very end. Right, Exactly. Because that would that
0: would screw up everything.
1: Yeah. So so I loved No Way Home. I, there were just a few things that I guess are like, I'm like, uh eh. Like the fact that they were like the big emphasis on curing everybody. Like, is that going to be like a new thing that Spider-Man has to cure everyone now? He can't just like fight bad guys. Well, that's the interesting thing because they said that they're
0: developing a new trilogy. So is the new trilogy just going to be him trying to cure everybody? I don't know.
1: Uh, I, I mean, can you cure Vulture? Can you get Vulture in like some um, – maybe Vulture just needs to see a therapist and then he's good. I don't know. Well, yeah, he's, in, he's already in jail. I don't know. It's too late for him, you're saying? No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> saying it's too
0: late for anybody in jail, but I don't know where Peter's – well, I guess the whole point of this movie was that's where he decides, because of his mom or because of Aunt May, that he wants to, you know, help
1: people. Yes, and is it just so happened that these were people that could be helped, or is now he going to do that for everyone? So, I have I have another right. I've read another really interesting thing about No Way Home that like it was called a plot hole. I wouldn't consider it a plot hole, but it, at least something to think about. Um, so, what if instead of making everyone forget that forget spider mans Peter Parker what if he just asked Dr Strange to have everyone forget Mysterio then that should have also uh, made everyone forget what Mysterio told them and then he wouldn't have had to worry about other people forgetting him no just me thinking
0: out loud here if he made everybody if he made everybody forget who Mysterio is they still remember what they heard from Mysterio they would just not know who that person is
1: um well they would completely forget about the character that the person mysterious like at the end of the movie when like like characters that peter parker talks to like they don't remember things like some guy said to them right they seem to completely forget everything about him
0: oh yeah i see what you're saying yeah i see what you're saying
1: i thought that was like an interesting idea uh, <laughs>
0: that might have worked yeah problem that that's the problem with this movie is that i mean I, I really enjoyed it and i'm curious to see what people will think of this movie in like 10 years from now when we look at it in retrospect But this is a movie where the more you think about it and you pull that thread it can come apart very quickly
1: like to so casually inter- introduce a spell that can make people forget things that's like pretty easy to do like why didn't he use that on thanos why did not he just make thanos forget about the infinity stones
0: like anything,
1: like, are they going to use that in Doctor Strange 2 whenever they're going up against the villain? Yeah, so they should have made that spell, like, more, in, my, in my opinion, like, have more, something, change something about it. Made it more difficult. Make it have a higher cost. I don't know. Correct. Yeah, you can only use it once
0: or, uh yeah, I'm not sure. Because even when he recasted it, like, six times and that's what broke open the multiverse, that seemed pretty easy for him to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it almost worked. Like, maybe maybe he could have done, like, three of them and it would have been fine.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe he shouldn't have jumped right into casting that spell. They really should have taken some time to talk about it. <laughs> to say, "All right, let's let's plan this out. Let's figure out exactly what we're talking about." Yeah, cuz he just jumped right in he just and that's what Peter doing was doing. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Doctor Strange was kind of weird in that movie.
0: Yeah, I don't think he was as weird as the trailers made him seem cuz I remember everybody was like, oh, but he's Mephisto. He's he's not really <laughs> Doctor Strange."
1: Yeah, I remember everybody's Mephisto
0: now. Yeah. Um uh, Chris, you want to end with some uh, fun facts? Oh, I don't.
1: I don't have any fun facts. Uh, let me. Let me
0: see if I, have, I can find some right I now. I have some that I can. I have something that I can do if you want. Yeah, go ahead. All right, sure. So, uh, one interesting thing that I found just in uh, in reading uh, for Doc Ock and Green Goblin is that the original plans for the first Spider-Man movie in 2002 was to feature both the Green Goblin and Doctor Octopus as the major villains. Once they were writing the script, they realized it was too bloated. So Green Goblin made it to the final cut of the film, and Dr. Octopus became the antagonist of Spider-Man 2. Now, interesting thing, though, is that you can argue that both of them are the major, quote-unquote, antagonist villain characters No Way Home. not saying that they're the only villains in it, but they are, like, the two that get the most time to shine. So they took the two from the original ones and, and brought them into into this one, which is, uh, which is a nice uh, sentiment there. That a couple is. of other fun facts. Uh, Alfred Molina was completely, uh, well, not completely, but he was uh, de-aged uh, for No Way Home to appear in his 2004 Spider-Man 2 look, which makes sense. If he's being transported from that world to the next, he should, he should fit that. I couldn't find anything, though, if Willem Dafoe was... Uh, dh aged because he looks really good he looks the
1: same he I looks feel. good but yeah what, what was it like 20 years or it was a long gap right uh yeah it's been about 20 years yeah he did look good i i read one thing um apparently they there was a lot of criticism about the um green goblin mask from the uh original spider-man tr- trilogy did you know yeah. that uh, i
0: do remember hearing that uh when i was a kid
1: yeah, and I don't, I don't really remember why crazy. why people didn't like the mask if he just doesn't wear a mask that much in comics or what. But they kind of – so Willem Dafoe thinks they kind of uh, changed that a little bit in this movie because of that criticism where they have him break his mask in the beginning. He doesn't have a mask for most of it. And I think at the end he only puts on, like, goggles, right?
0: Yes, which so he, I actually love his look in No Way Home because oh, yeah, that's too. kind of his look in the comics. He has, like, a purple hood yeah. over his head. So he's got that uh, – because I think he gets that from Feast. He gets that sweatshirt.
1: Yes, you're right.
0: Yeah. yeah so i guess they, um, they,
1: they did go a little closer to comics i guess yeah and you get to see Will Dafoe, you... like to his facial expressions and stuff
0: oh my gosh and his facial expressions are phenomenal i mean he yeah, looks excellent.
1: like a goblin yeah. he's 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 a great cast for that yeah
0: perfect i'm, I'm going to send you a picture in the discord again chris this is a picture of what they were originally going to do for the green goblins uh mask wait in which one the original 2002 spider-man movie oh it looks it looks horrible but <laughs> yeah I can I can put this picture in the in the show notes and I'll also uh include it in our socials yeah it like looks like a goblin like it looks yeah, it like does. a goblin
1: it looks like a real like fantasy goblin yeah so I think what
0: they went with is definitely more realistic for the tone they were trying to set I with agree that I, universe. Do.
1: I think this the armor suit like fits the tone and looks pretty cool but I don't know the complaints about it
0: Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't hate it. I definitely, if I, believe it or not, if I had to pick a suit, I'd pick the suit from No Way Home. I would, I would, I like that better, but I don't mind the, the Raimi one. Yeah, no, I feel the same way about it.
1: Um, Okay, I got some Green Goblin facts for you. Go for it. All right, so one is what I already said. In his original appearance, he didn't ride his glider. He rode this weird, like, rocket broom, but he did get his uh, glider by, like, his second appearance in Spider-Man 17. It was a back glider. So
0: classic. It looks yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, the the rocket broom does not look awesome. It doesn't it doesn't uh really instill fear into your enemies. It just looks it looks silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. A bunch of I'm on like a a bunch of these facts are not good. So I'm just skipping to my favorites. There have been a bunch of iterations of Green of Green Goblins. This this particular site says five, but like honestly, if this was like a couple years old, it could have even changed since then. But I think most people know it was Norman and then Passed on to his son, Harry, and then let me pull up real quick, a few other people. So then there was this guy, Bart Hamilton, who was actually a psychologist um, that was treating Harry and basically uh, hypnotized him to forget the Green Goblin and then took over the mantle of Green Goblin. But um, in this version, um, Harry didn't know where... So they, they, they didn't have the, the actual goblin formula to like enhance your physical abilities. Harry never Harry didn't know what it was. So this, this guy spent a lot of time trying to find it and uh, never did. Um, oh. Then there was eventually this guy, Phil Urich later, the nephew of Ben Urich. Who is that? I don't know Ben um, Urich. He's just apparently some Spider-Man and Daredevil character. Uh, and then at one point, Someone made some genetic, like, they call it a nameless construct. Uh, kind of just some random Green Goblin-looking villains. Uh, this is pretty weird. So <laughs> there's obviously a lot of backstory to this. But um, um Norman, but people think Norman Osborn died. He, he comes back. to He's not dead. He comes back to life. And he wants to convince people he wasn't the infamous super supervillain Green Goblin, I guess, to, like, live a normal life. So he genetically creates a like green goblin like clone slash like construct um, that he uses as a bodyguard. Um, So he's like, "Hey, look! I'm not green goblin. Here's green goblin right here," but he still like messes with Spider Man. And kind of sounds
0: like a life model decoy.
1: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. And then uh, you know things happen, and uh, that thing dies. But so anyway, what was it? That was actually one two. That was five, so maybe, that's, maybe there has been five Green Goblins. All right, so um, like I said, he has a healing factor as listed as a fun fact. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that, but I, re- I did obviously see that in my research. Um, So <coughs> this fact says he once tried one of the most ridiculous plans in comics history, which is a pretty bold statement because crazy stuff happens in the comics. So this was one of his plans for uh, world domination in the 90s. Uh, in a 1998 storyline called The Final Chapter, he creates a DNA bomb to disintegrate the human race into raw DNA so that he could reshape it as he wants. And that's it. I'm curious
0: what he would be trying to reshape them as.
1: I don't know. Probably like slaves for himself. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, those are my Green Goblin
0: fun facts for you. Oh man, Green Goblin, gotta gotta love him. Gotta love him. Uh, I'll end with a couple more on uh, on Doctor Octopus in the uh, in the original Spider Man two. The mechanical tentacles were uh, use, using puppetry. I believe it was Stan Winston puppetry uh, for like close up shots. For you know long shots, they would use CGI. Um, but I was like I said, I was watching some clips today, and those still hold up. I agree. Like they they look later. fantastic are so good looking however in no way home they are fully cgi
1: i would have guessed they were fully cg in the original for how good they look that's yeah yeah they look cool. they look super super good in that one
0: um and then uh last fun fact i'll add here is uh alfred molina the gentleman who portrays uh, dr octopus he gave nicknames to the four mechanical tentacles he named them larry harry Flo, and Mo. And flow <laughs> was the top right tentacle. It was operated by a female grip. And he said that that tentacle had the most motherly feel to it. So that's why he named that one flow.
1: Okay. Um, intre- the other, that, he, that didn't, is, he didn't that give an any reasons fact. as
0: to why the other ones were those names uh, for their locations.
1: Maybe he did a lot of Three Stooges jokes with them. Maybe he, he did he the might, classic, like, poke in yeah. the eye thing. <laughs> I mean, like, you put your hand up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was probably a real funny guy on set. I'm sure he was. He
0: definitely had fun portraying the character. If he was willing to come back for a second time.
1: Yeah, good point. Or they just paid him a lot of money. You
0: no, know, so, uh, that is one thing um, he did say. Why he came back was because he was getting paid. But some people <laughs> were kind of upset that he said that, and he came out saying, "Like, I'm kidding? Like that's a joke? Yes, I did get paid, but I, you know, obviously wanted to portray this character for a second time." Yeah, that's cool. So, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed, uh, this episode, uh, paying homage to No Way Home. This came out, killing the box office. Nice to see people going back to the movie theaters, but please stay safe. Cause if I had to bet money, I would have say that I got COVID at the movie theater, uh, with you, Chris, even though you didn't get it. Uh, and we both wore masks. I can't think of anywhere else that I went that, or anywhere else, anyone else that I saw that I would have gotten COVID. But it's okay. It's all fine. It is. It is what it is. Right. That, that, exactly. You know, you know what you're going into, you can only be as uh, you know, as safe as you can be, but at the end of the day, whatever has happened is destined to happen, I suppose. Um so there will be a poll uh in our show notes or you can go to slash vote for who you think would win between Norman osborne's Green Goblin from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies and from the recent No Way Home, Alfred Molina's uh Otto Octavius's Doc Ock from the Spider-Man movie, uh, Spider-Man 2, as well as No Way Home. And we are curious to see what people are going to think about this fight. And we're also curious to see what new words people are going to have Chris <laughs> say you in don't our have next to, episode. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will, just to give a little tease, this might not be our next episode. It may be, just depending on how things are with recording and both of us raising families and all that good stuff. Uh, We are working on our Pokemon
1: Winter Olympics, because the Winter Olympics, are in a couple weeks. That's true, they're so close. And I'm actually playing Pokemon, uh, which, Brilliant Diamond? Is that what it's called? The uh, Diamond remake, I'm playing. You have the Diamond remake. Chris was
0: very nice. Uh, Like, a couple days after Eli was born, Chris drove over and he gave me uh, Pearl. I forget what the Pearl one's called. I forget. Um, so I haven't, I haven't gotten as far in as Chris has. I've only gotten I'm, about a half hour in. I'm probably like, uh,
1: I guess I'm a little more than halfway done the game. I think I'd be like five gems. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're doing really well. Yeah. A few of them came, came quick back to back. So I, I have, a, I have some in-depth gen four Pokemon knowledge, so hopefully we can use some gen fours or at least some Pokemon in that gen that are in other future gens
0: for sure i actually yeah actually thinking about it in hindsight when i sent that email out i never said what pokemon we're gonna do so we could do we could do gen four we,
1: last works. time we what did we do last time four five six uh i think i think we did i think we did four five six okay what are they on? We're getting close to running out of oh uh, yeah we're gonna run so out of might, gens. so <laughs> yeah we,
0: we could just we could just say free for all because we're not gonna have another pokemon olympics now for like two and a half years
1: <laughs> we, we do might have we a, might just a, a brand new pokemon game coming out soon though
0: it's true. So we'll definitely have something to use come Paris twenty twenty four. Yeah. Uh, Chris, is there anything else you want to add before you head out today?
1: No. Um. Thanks for um, recording another episode. It was. It was. It was. I hope it was good.
0: Well, this is great. I mean, I want to thank you because you were the one who actually suggested uh, us getting back and, and recording something. Oh, because
1: I I was thinking that you're probably super bored in your semi COVID quarantine in your house. Because I mean, you're fully quarantined in your house, but you're like. Also, kind of quarantining from your, the rest of your family in your own home, so I was like, "Poor Steve, he probably just sits in his room all day." So, I'll uh, yeah. see if he wants to record a podcast.
0: That's, that's that's what I was doing. Like I said, I am moving out a little more of the room, wearing two masks, uh, and interacting with uh, Allie and Eli, but definitely trying to be as careful as possible. So, this was this was nice. It was something something to look forward to. And now Pokemon episode, something to look forward to. Always a fun now one, Pokemon. Oh, they're so much fun. They're so much fun. Yeah, and and we already—I've already emailed Dan too. So we're 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 getting the band back together, if you will. <laughs> all right. So as always, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and our website, WhoWouldWinCast Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. Cast. This has been Steve, and this has been Chris, and we will see you next time. Bye bye.
1: Uh, Peter, may I introduce my father, Norman I've Heard so much about you. Great honor to meet you, sir. Harry tells me you're quite the science whiz. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself.